You are Master Assassin Fennec Shand of the Midroom. I take it I'm worth more alive, huh? You are. I'll pay double my bounty. I don't want money. Who are you? I am Boba Fett. Boba is dead. I was. Greetings once again, Bucketheads. Mevar Tigar. Welcome to the 132nd book of Boba Fett dissecting and discussing episode of Mandavision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to find out, find us, excuse me, on, is on social media. It's at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email the show, MandavisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you are liking, subscribing, following, and sharing the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. And hey, if you're enjoying the show and you have a chance, five-star reviews, insanely helpful way for us to grow the show, get new listeners to join our covert, and, and uh, again, Mandalorians all. Vote on, right? Let's do this. All right? So yeah, I've been promising this for a little while now. We're going to convene with our good friend, Reagan from the Come On Is So Good podcast. Uh, he is is a, a big Star Wars fan, just like all the rest of us are. Uh, he is he is my vote vote, uh, if you will. Uh, we have sat around and conversed and discussed not just Star Wars, but Boba Fett in particular uh, for un, uh, untold hours. I mean, so many hours of our lives have been discussing Star Wars and particularly Boba Fett. Uh, so I thought it was appropriate to bring him on board. Uh, and, and, and kind of get into the series by and large, like as, as a whole, uh, and, and, and kind of talk about the highs and the lows of the series, what we liked, what we didn't, and, and if, if they're going to do another season, what would we like to see them do next? Uh, and where can they take Boba from here, I guess, is, is where I want to go with things. So it should be an interesting conversation. A little bit of a heads up. Um, I don't necessarily, you know, I, don't, I haven't had guests on this podcast very frequently other than my brother. Um, but in my other podcasts, that I have done for in, in, not for Star Wars. Uh, I don't put any restrictions on my guests if they would like to use colorful language. That that they are more than welcome to do so. So I want to give a little heads up. There may be some some explicit language in this episode. Uh, uh, Ray and I can get a little carried away. We can get a little boisterous uh, and and start working blue a little bit. So apologies in advance for the language. Um, if you have little ones in the car with you or or nearby, maybe make sure you have the headphones on for this one just in case. Just in case. Uh, we will try not to. We will try our best, though. At least I will. <laughs> I can't promise anything from my good friend. All right, so let's go ahead. Let's link up with Reagan uh, and, and get into it. Like I said, we're we're gonna. I got a bunch of questions lined up to to talk to Reagan. Uh, but the nice part about this is gonna be it's gonna be a conversation. It's gonna be a discussion. So we could go all over the place. And and because Reagan and I have such a history together, and and our love for Star Wars is is right on top of our our, our hearts. 
uh, yeah, this could get this could get really really fun, really really interesting. But there could be a lot of uh, side tangents about other avenues and other aspects of Star Wars. So it's going to be a, a real blast. Uh, and I'll make sure I'm going to have Reagan give you all the all the particulars if you if you enjoy his antics and you want to check him out uh, with his brothers on the podcast that they do. I'll make sure that he includes all that good stuff for you all. And uh, yeah, all right. You know what that means? It's that time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. What's next for you? I'm gonna find my armor. And I'm gonna kill that bloated pig who double-crossed me. Take his throne. You wanna head a Gatra? Why not? You're a hunter. I'm tired of working for idiots who are gonna get me killed. All right, joining me all the way from Maryland, my good friend, my vote, Reagan from the Come On Is So Good podcast. How are you doing, my friend? Welcome to Mandovision, your first time on this particular podcast. I'm so excited to be on this show, and I'm a little annoyed because I did Google just so I would remember what brother was <laughs> in Mando, and you just stole it from me, so I don't know if we're brothers now. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I was like, he'll be so happy that I kind of remembered this. <laughs> I thought you'd be happy that I remembered it. I did. I am. Oh, see I, I like how we're both on the same wavelength. For, <laughs> <laughs> For the people who are who are new to your your wonderful uh, dulcet tones, uh, why don't you tell the good people about your podcast? Come on, it's still good. I'm one of three hosts of Come On, It's Still Good, which is a podcast where we watch retro movies and some tele- new television shows occasionally. <laughs> and we, we talk about if they're good or bad. And usually I'm right and my brothers are wrong if they don't agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you still the undefeated champion? Oh, always. See, always undefeated. I, I'm warning you about that. You're, you're becoming Goldberg. <laughs> I don't bury people. I'll fight Chris Jericho. <laughs> just, just facing jobbers at this point. Come on. Well, that's what happens when you just lay waste to the field of contenders. Oh, I have to wait for new rivals to appear. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on, hanging out with us. You know, this was a big week as far as, as Star Wars goes, in, in that the the conclusion of the book of Boba Fett happened uh, this past week. What were sort of your feelings on the on the show as a whole? Uh, I mean, your fans on the Mandovision might not know. I am a huge fan of Boba Fett. Oh, I I, to- I told him in the intro. Uh, Don't worry. Oh, okay. It, it's I mean, I've named my dog. <laughs> I have six busts and pictures of Boba Fett in the room I am in he's also, right now, and he's in various states of undress in each one. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Well, don't, don't, I mean, wait, no, this is a clean podcast. I can't get crazy on it. <laughs> I warn people that you might yeah. get crazy on it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, I'll try and keep my, my stuff together. <laughs> but big fan of the Fett. Yes, indeed. Even though I've always been more of a Star Wars guy. <laughs> <laughs> you and I have spent so many hours talking about Star Wars in general, but Boba Fett in particular. Yes. That, that this, this show kind of coming about, I mean, his return in The Mandalorian season two was one of those like, oh my god, I have to text Reagan right now, kind of. Thing. Yeah, so yeah. Like, Did you watch the show? That Did you watch the show? Yeah, I imagine it's it's a lot like you see your first like sunrise ever, and <laughs> it's just amazing. And my wife didn't get why I kept watching that episode over and over again. 
<laughs> and I, I told, like, I've been waiting 20 years to see more Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. But besides him as a, a child in the prequels. Okay, right. So, yeah, that probably take even longer than really. Yeah. I'm trying to... 83? I mean, outside of, like, books. Yeah. That that was my only window into Boba Fett of him shaving in his helmet. <laughs> and he had, he had that special, like, straw that would fold out so he didn't have to take his helmet off to drink. He's just consuming protein shakes like a champ. Yeah. yeah. I mean, did it bother you that he kept taking his helmet off in the book of Boba Fett? Because you have that old EU in you? Uh, you know, honestly, a little bit. I, I, I tried so hard to, like, separate myself from that old EU, but the Expanded Universe is it's in my blood. It's hard It's hard to get rid of it when he's taking his mask off every 30 seconds. I know that Boba Fett is no longer, and I'll get used to it. Yeah, and that's sort of how I came to be about it as well, especially because uh, I, I think it's... Boba, Boba in this iteration is, is supposed to kind of counter... Din Djarin's Mandalorian, right? Like, who always has it on. So you couldn't really have two yeah. characters who always had it on, right? I I love people in the helmet. <laughs> Everyone could be wearing the helmet. Like, get Bo-Katan in here. Get Sasha Banks to come back in. I don't remember what her character's name is. Just keep them all in helmets, though. Yeah, yeah, all all helmets, all day. They're all <laughs> different colors, and they have, like, designs on them. You can figure it no, out. No, I, I, I'm, I'm all for it, but it doesn't feel like that's the way that uh, Hollywood likes to do things. Like, oh, well, no, especially when you're on. paying these actors so much money. <laughs> like, we we got to see how beautiful all these people are. Yeah, I, I, I'm super curious. I, I suspect that, that like Pedro Pascal didn't set one foot on the on the set for Book of Boba Fett at all. Like, I'm pretty sure that was all Brendan Wayne. Oh yeah, I can't see why he would have. No, just like do your ADR from home or whatever when you, when you got some free time because he's doing that. What the Last of Us adaptation that's going on right now? Yeah, yeah, that's why I was like, he's doing something big, right? Yeah, he he's a busy guy this year. Uh, so so overall though, you were happy with the show? Oh, yes. Like it, it would have taken a lot for me not to like a, a show that's called Book of Boba. Mm-hmm. And was was it slow at points? Sure. And I, I know a lot of people aren't crazy about the Sand People or the Tuscan Raider stuff. I'm fine with it. It was interesting. I really liked episode two where, where he's with the Tuscan. That's the train. Yeah, that's the train one. Yeah. 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 The train stuff's cool. I really like the pikes in this. Mm-hmm. I thought they were interesting. Like do more with the pikes. They're fun. Yeah. The, the, they're great villains from the clone wars. And we've got to see a bit more yeah. of them in solo, you know, cause they're running the spice mines on Kessel. Mm-hmm. These pikes look cooler than the ones in solo. I thought, I, I thought, I thought so too, actually. Like in solo, they're just kind of, I don't know. There's a lot going on in that that spice mine in that sequence. So, yeah. It, it, yeah, there's robots running around. There's Wookie. It's a very busy scene. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think people know my opinion on the show. Like, I by and large, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, there's there's highs and lows with it for sure. There there are things that I was like, huh, that's a, that's an interesting choice they they made there. Like, and and I, I guess it kind of brings me to my my next question for you. Do you sort of understand? Where Boba's coming from with it wanting to be, like the next crime lord of Tatooine. I don't think he wants to be a crime. I think he's going to end up being a sheriff or something, like a kind of quantum leap, like righting the wrongs mm-hmm. that he did in a previous life. Is I think that's kind of like he's fighting for the underdog. 
See, this this is some of the stuff I wanted to ask you. Like, I, I got a bunch of questions along this line because I I, I sort of wondered the same thing. Like, I, it's like he wants to kind of like take over Jabba's territories, and and he's willing to like barter, make these deals with the other crime families that are involved, like the the Aqualition and the the Clatoons and um, uh, the Trandosians. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't seem to have any interest in like the spice trade or any of the stuff that Jabba was into. So I, I'm sort of like trying to figure out what he's like, what kind of family is he trying to run here? Like, how are they going to make profit? I think, I think just protection. So it's just like, a, yeah. So it's just a protection scheme. Skin, uh, th- that's what I think. Well, not scheme necessarily, but, but it, I mean, it, racket. Yeah. But well, since he's now eliminated the entire, all of his competition, <laughs> like who's he yeah, protecting And he from? promised, he promised to get rid of spice. Yeah. So the, so um, the Freetown people would fight. Well, he, or did he promise to keep Spice out of Freetown? Hmm. I th- no, no, because remember how mad uh, Finnick was when she's like, "That's a lot of money." Yeah. So I think out of Mos Espa also. Okay. Yeah, I was sort of un- I was sort of unclear on, on his stance on Spice and and if he wanted to control the Spice trade on Tatooine or if he considers it like Tatooine's natural resource, so it must be protected. It sort of seemed to be what he was doing. I don't. I don't think he likes the spice. Yeah, because it. You know, to to harvest it, you have to. You know, kill Tuscans. Yeah, he's not down with that. No, and you're kind of like strip mining the planet. Right? Yeah, you're taking the one thing from the planet, mm-hmm. and you're hurting a bunch of people. Plus, spice apparently super bad for you, and it kills you. They ever? I know it's like a. a kids show yeah or it's a family friendly show right drugs so are bad can't show somebody like scratching themselves yeah you like we don't know the effects OD of spice. On spice on on a disney yeah. plus show i mean it's i can't wait for the wire version of star wars <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a good show you know that's i know not to throw it back to the eu but that that the extended universe stuff but that was always kind of one of the fun elements was like they kind of got darker in those because there was yeah. no like oversight <laughs> they're like you could do whatever you want in some like, books. No one's making more Star Wars. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, as long as you don't like, you know, make a clone of Luke Skywalker. No, no, don't do that. Oh yeah, there's a couple rules, but not too many. <laughs> Can't bring Obi Wan back to life. Can't bring the Emperor or Darth Vader back to life. Though someone broke one of those rules. We won't say who. They brought the Emperor back. It was in a movie. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you meant in the EU. Well, like I was I'm trying to think saying, of an EU there, book. There, there should be some hard and fast rules no matter what yeah. period it is. Oh, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, wait in 10 years when they bring Vader back. <laughs> or in Ahsoka, you know, the Ahsoka show, she's going to, you know, find his ashes on Endor and then take him to some dark planet right. and reincarnate him. All right. So, all right. You're already sort of answering a bunch of questions all at the same time, which is great because, uh, because, yeah, I, I'm still a little confused on, on what he's trying to accomplish on Tatooine. I'm also very confused because that's the only – because he doesn't want to run – you know, he's not a bounty hunter anymore. He's very – the whole time he's like, you know, I want to run things. Yeah, he's like, I'm done. I was, I was ready to walk away. Now, that's what he was thinking when he was living with the Tuscans. He was prepared to leave it all behind. And then they get wiped out. And he's like, well, you know what? <laughs> Bib Fortuna sucks. <laughs> I can go take his job. Well, how did he does say that he betrayed him? Yeah, how? Uh, is that like from a like a, a re-release of a book or a comic? I I suspect it might have to have to do with the War of the Bounty Hunters comic book series that came out okay. around, right around the same time as this was being uh, um, 
it came out before it was just before it was being released on Disney Plus. So maybe they had they were sort of privy to it. And and the, the sort of like the crux of that story is that uh, Han Solo's carbonite frozen body is stolen from Boba mm-hmm. Fett. Uh, and I, if memory serves, Bib Fortuna sort of instigated Jabba putting a bounty on him. Uh, okay, yeah, I can say that makes you mad. Who stole it? Cabane? Uh, with big spoilers, but uh, it's uh, uh, it's, it's Kira from Solo. Oh, she's tricky. Yeah, she's bringing Crimson Dawn back into play. So Crimson Dawn See, I, is like rising up in the comic book series right now. Okay. See, that's who I thought. It, on my show, we we do recaps, and I I thought there was someone behind the mayor because I thought the mayor was too weak to mm-hmm. to plot against Boba like he was. So I was like, that's definitely Kira. And you know, and that's a way to link them back in and have a bigger bad. But they basically just did, you know, um, that with the Pikes. With the Pikes, right? And you know, it's so funny. The, the internet is such a funny place because they love to throw everything against the wall to see what will stick. And mm-hmm. everyone, they, they all had these theories on like who was like who's the real power player, you know, behind the, what the, like, what the Pikes are doing or like what's going on in Tatooine and and Kira's name came up a bunch of different times. Uh, on the internet, along with a million other names too, at the same time. Um, yeah, but I, wrong. <laughs> I sort of take delight when when the internet's wrong, though. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I like to speculate. I'm a big speculator. I like to throw out crazy guesses. Like Naminor is going to show up at some point, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I, I one of one of my favorite bits of Reagan's wild speculation <laughs> was us standing in line to see a Phantom Menace for the first time. And you're like, mm-hmm. you turn to me and you're like, hey, what if Darth Maul is Anakin's father? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? And, I, you know, to, to the best of my knowledge, hasn't been disproven. So That's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you still could I be mean, he has died twice <laughs> before that, but you never know. <laughs> uh, back to the show, though. <laughs> so, hey, man, that was like 20 years ago. Oh, All I right. I, I've had, I make... Equally dumb predictions today. <laughs> Just said that's one of my favorites, though. Because <laughs> I remember like thinking to myself, I was like, "That's dumb." I was like, "Shit, if he's right, I'm gonna be really pissed." <laughs> uh, oh man, and that oh, I was the first one to to slip up and curse. Dang it! <laughs> Yay! Oh, Reagan wins. Undefeated. I, that's I, how you do. I it. made a booby. <laughs> I messed up. <laughs> so so it, it, I guess. <sighs> One of the other, other sort of things I was curious about your your take on is Boba Fett a good guy? Yes, this version of Boba, like I, I think, being in the Sarlacc changed him, mm-hmm. and he realized, you know, it, it's his life of being a simple man in the galaxy, like his father before him, you know, let, let him down a dark path, mm-hmm. and he ended up in the the belly of the beast. How did that? Like he set it on fire. How did it live? Yeah, I guess it didn't it didn't hurt that bad. You know, those, maybe it has more than one stomach. You those, think they have those, more than one stomach? Those sarlaccs are pretty big. I'll send you a, a pretty cool uh, like X ray of a of a sarlacc. I, I I know it's big, but he it's fire. But I, I <laughs> from mean, the inside, the, the I was I sort of had the same thought when I when I when I was watching that first episode. Was it the first episode they showed that or the second? First, it was in the first. Because then he's, it, he's rolled by the Jawas for his for his armor. 
Yeah, yeah, it's the first. Yeah. So uh, you see the stormtrooper and stuff. I thought, I th- I, like you, I thought the star, like, I thought he maybe had killed it because, you know, you didn't see his tentacles come flailing about for him like I thought they might have. Yeah. Uh, but maybe he's as far enough away from the, the right, law. It, I'll say he, it passed out from the pain or its version of. Like, oh, my out. God, that hurt. But, it, you know, it just woke up later and was angry. Yeah, I mean, perhaps. I don't, you know, I don't. It's pro- they're probably resilient living out in the desert. You know, I'm not like an intergalactic botanist or something like that, because I think a Sarlacc is <laughs> technically a plant, so. <laughs> is it? No, they started as, like, spores, right? Isn't that what the, the story with them was? Oh, they're like these me, spores that travel I, through space and they crash into different I planets. thought the, the monster in the, the asteroid was a spore. Hmm. I thought that was a worm. Wait. Is that a space worm? I thought it was a space worm. Now they, have, you're asking me these questions. I don't have to go on the internet now, but I can't go on the internet now because I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and, you know, they have nothing to do with the Book of Boba at all. <laughs> no, I, I agree with your assertion. I think Boba's near-death experience was was this sort of, like, life-changing moment for him. Uh, and And he goes from, you know, I want to say he was a bad guy before, right, as a bounty hunter because, you know, he's he's... Yes, he definitely was. He has his code, but he's still a, more or less the bad guy. You know, he's working against the good guys. If you're if you're in the employ of the Empire, you're probably, you know, not necessarily one of the good guys. You can't be a good guy working for the Empire, right? Right. So, okay, just let me flip that for you for a second. Because, okay, Boba's bad. There's a guy, Cad Bane. Yeah. Who keeps talking about how bad Boba is. Mm-hmm. Cad Bane's also a bad dude. Cad Bane's also a bad dude. Who's fighting... I, did he fight for the rebellion? Well, see, I don't know. We don't know much about that period yeah, of Cad well, Bane's existence, right? So it's it's hard for yeah. me to say. I can't really speculate on that. Maybe we'll get more into that in 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 season two, of the Bad Batch, or something. Oh, you know, as we as we kind of lead towards the rebellion. But you know, I mean, Cad Bane's working the majority of the time for the Separatists for Dooku. Uh, so yeah, right. You know, so I don't know. Maybe maybe Cad Bane's had a change of heart for himself, but again, he's working for the Pikes. He's he's an yeah, he's working for spice runners. Yeah, like he's definitely not working for the good guys. And he walks into a town and murders the the deputy and critically injures the sheriff. Yeah, you know, don't scare me like that. No, no, I I I I sort of wondered about about Cad Bane's choice of words in, in that final standoff. You know, we're, we're like, oh, he, he worked for the Empire as a murderer. And I was like, well, so are you, dude. Yeah, yeah. But maybe, maybe, <laughs> I was like, you're not a good guy, but ever. Maybe that's just because like, he, he was trying to, like, demoralize the people who were trying to support him. I'm, I'm, you know, like, hey, by the way, this guy's not the good guy you might think he is. Not that, you know, everyone, I mean, let's be honest, everyone should know who Boba Fett is, but whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, also, he was, like, the most famous bounty hunter or notorious Infamous. 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 <laughs> More than famous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've missed a disintegration. Yeah, so now and so now he's he's kind of uh he's uh, turned baby face, right? He wants yeah. to protect oh, Moss as well. You're speaking my language now. Like, <laughs> oh my god, that's a good heel turn, yeah. Or, or a face turn, face, face turn. turn. Yeah, did a face turn. <laughs> and again, I, I I sort of get it. Again, you you've been through that experience in the Sarlacc, you've almost died. Uh, you know, because you were enforcing uh, the will of, of Jabba the Hutt, who was a bad dude, and he put yeah. you in a bad position where you could get a hit on the jetpack with a with a random uh, staff from a blind Han Solo and go <laughs> careening to your death. So it's not a good look. That makes you rethink things. Yeah, that death is still... It's even worse now. 
like looking back on like how accidental it was. <laughs> well, it's it's sort of the, like the the interesting part of like the Boba Fett mythology is like if if you you know when you count like what we actually know that uh, that it's like in canon of him as a bounty hunter, it's it's those moments from Jedi and Empire, right? Yeah. So we know nothing really. Everything else is made up in our minds, or it's yeah. based off like the old EU. Yeah, it's old comics, it's old but bo- or uh, the holiday special. A holiday special. Where he's like, where he's like, Although, hello, friend. That that can- that's canon, right? No, not really. I mean, okay, it's out of canon. I've heard that it's Favreau, canon. Favreau's like of- bringing elements of it into play. Well, as he should. Like, <laughs> you know, none of the the weird holographic like Wookiee stuff that's in that movie should be canon. No, I mean, and they, they've they've been reintroducing Life Day, obviously, and like they did in the Mandalorian. Yeah. So Life Day's kind of, like the, again elements. It's just like the old EU, uh, uh, how they're slowly kind of weaving some stuff back in, like Thrawn and like uh, uh, Paleon, who they they mentioned. You know, some of these oh, characters are. Do you know how up. excited when they mentioned name dropped him? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I'm lightheaded. It's happening. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's like yeah, it's uh, all those all those dreams and conversations we had, you know, 20 years ago. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I guess I guess what I want to know is like you're you're cool with the turn, right? With him going going face. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Because you can't root for him if he's a villain, right? For for an entire show, like it's it's Star Wars. It's about good triumphing, you know, over evil. So you can't you can't have him kidnapping kids and hurting people. He can only hurt, you know, evildoers. He's basically the Punisher now, <laughs> but, but but with a family and a big Wookiee yeah. and those those mod kids and yeah. Fennec Shand, who I don't. I, 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 let me let me let's talk about Fennec for a little bit because I'm still kind of right. wondering why she's hanging around because I think she thought there was gonna be like some money involved in this at some point. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be that much because he, he's like, "Nah, Spice, we're not doing that." No, no. She seems to get annoyed a lot. At this <laughs> she's like, "Oh, that's a bad decision. Oh, that's a bad decision." Oh, we're not getting any money? Okay. And then she like runs off and assassinates like eight dudes. It was, I mean, that's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, was, was, it, 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 at various points during the series, it, it seemed like she was annoyed with him for, for cutting off these avenues of income. Yeah. And, and, and like, that's... Like, why is she sticking around? Or is, is, is she just kind of slower to the face turn where she's like, I guess we're going to do this? Okay. Yeah, I guess she would be classified as like, neutral evil that's sort of what i was thinking yeah i was trying to think of it in like role-playing games terms and, and i think neutral yeah. evil is kind of where she's falling right now yeah. but i yeah, mean like if you but i mean again you see when you, when you when we see her in the bad batch you know she's much more neutral good because she's trying to help omega you know she's yeah. looking for for the the uh, the, the but she's the, still only doing it for money right but she's not yeah. working for the separatists or the empires to find for the empires like it's plural, the yeah. empire. <laughs> she could work for another empire that we don't know like, about. Like, the secret empire. Ooh, the secret empire. That sounds dangerous. Yeah. Don't worry. That's actually that's actually the Mandalorian season three. Yeah. The secret empire. Yeah. Run by Admiral it, Thrawn. It, it's season three is definitely going to be like clan wars where they're going back to Mandalore. No, dude, we, we can speculate about that later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, look at him shutting me down. <laughs> no, I think you're. Uh, I've talked about that on the show. <laughs> what are you talking? <laughs> that was my idea first. You heard it here. <laughs> Anytime he says it in a future Mando vision, I just want y'all to know he got it from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I hope she doesn't turn on him and go back to her evil ways. Like I, I'm hoping that she's also had enough of of 
you know, mercenary work. Because he, you know, he's trying to give her a second chance and show her another, another way. I don't think he really knows what it is. He just knows what he's been doing before doesn't work. Right. And he wants to go away from bounty hunting because it's, it's a insanely dangerous occupation. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I, I wish – I sort of have – I mean, I get it. The, the show's – so what I'm going to say is, is going to – I'm going to – it's going to be a whole thing. The show's called The Book of Boba Fett, right? But early on, I had said, like, oh, wouldn't it be neat if we also got, like, some cool Fennec Shan flashbacks to kind of get to know that character a little bit better, get to explore that character a little bit more. And then I would counter that by saying, like, but, but I get it. It's The Book of Boba Fett. And then a week later, it became The Mandalorian 2.5. <laughs> The Mandalorian's music kept coming on every thirty <laughs> seconds after that. Oh my gosh! At the end of episode four, when the, when the when she's like, you know, says that like I know where to get some help or I know where to get some muscle, and like you hear the notes and you're just like, oh come on, oh come on! Did she, did she know he was in town before that, or did he happen to land on Tatooine and she's like, you know, if you got credits, I can find him. I or is he already there? I, I think she might have a, a, a people in Moss Eisley keeping, a, you know, contacts and oh, sources. Like, so, okay. she, yeah, so she got con- word that he was he happened to be or he she, she might know that he's looking to replace the Razor Crest at that point And right. he's put an order in. Yeah, she's got ears to the ground. Because, you know, he can she can get word through her. Yeah, to, exactly. Through Pelly. Yeah, that's sort of what I think was going on there. I, I think Fennec has a this vast uh, network of, of resources that we haven't really seen just yet because. Um, the, the you know again the show's not that focused on her. I and I kind of wish it would spend a little bit more time with her. Yeah, yeah, me too. She's an interesting character that we don't know a lot about, mm-hmm. even though she's been in the Bad Batch and things like that, which is cool. But she's always I, the the bad of that week. You know, she's trying to grab Omega or protect Omega. Right. Yeah, I, I guess I guess it's sort of like the, one of my regrets with the show is like I wish they had spent a little bit more, more time on Fennec because I think that would have been neat. Yeah, I'm it's a great to think where they could have squeezed it in. Well, I mean, again, I didn't know they were going to shift to you know Mandalorian for two episodes. Yeah, because that would that probably could have been a nice spot, but they they obviously had a plan to kind of get the Mandalorian reset so that you could go into season three without having to do these particular things. You're like, let's just kind of like yeah. clear the decks now. So yeah, let's get Groku in. back to him. Right. So we don't have to waste an episode with that. I mean, waste is the wrong right. word, but you know. Which I mean, that episode's great. <laughs> no, it's phenomenal. Did, did it did it bother you in, in one way or another that they, they did sort of diverge from Boba Fett's story to, to go back to Din? Well, no, because I love Din as well. Exactly. Like you put on the best car and we're best friends. So <laughs> I mean it does start with BES. Yeah, that's right. But it, it's I was fine. I enjoyed like he he went back to bounty hunting to to make ends meet or just try to you know, after he had this this two season adventure, he tried to go back to his old life and he can't. Mhm. He he misses Groku too much. He cuts himself with a lightsaber all the time. It's terrible. His old clan won't take him back in. No. You know, it's, it's hard. You can't go home again is what's going on. Today, <laughs> no, oh, for sure. I mean, the, the episodes are, are outstanding uh, because they're continuing this character that we've become very attached to mm-hmm. during The Mandalorian. Uh, so uh, this is going to be a, t- a tough question to ask. But was The Book of Boba Fett kind of a shallow show until 
they interjected this emotional core by bringing back Din and Grogu and, and kind of bringing their story into the, into play. I don't want to say yeah. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> like my fandom is like, don't say yes, but it, it it's quite obvious. Like before Mando shows up, Boba Fett shoots one thing. Mm-hmm. He shoots a, one of the assassins in episode one yeah, or episode two. When he blows him up with a rocket? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was one. That's the only time he takes a shot until the final episode. Mm-hmm. And it, that's all. That's not the Boba Fett we know. I want to see him. I want to see him fight things and have action. It's it's sort of a curious choice. I, I I agree with you, and and you know part of me wonders, and I don't like to get into like the sort of like Disney conspiracy of it all, but like there there's a part of me that wonders if it's like well Disney doesn't want like the quote unquote heroes to be getting their hands dirty too much with just blasting random dudes. Den kills people all over the place. I don't know, but again they're trying to make this thing in a Boba Fett. You're right. They want they yeah. want they want to make this face turn. All right, so they're like, he doesn't want... But he's only, you know, he's not killing the Twi'leks or any any innocent people. He's only killing, like, the, right. the, the Swoop Gang. Right. Drug deal. Like, you know, he's only doing Punisher Well, and, and people loved it when he killed the Swoop Gang. So, yeah. so I mean, I, you know, it's like... Even though they're afraid. If you're Disney and, you're, you're, and you're, your sort of motto is give the people what they want, I mean, Boba Fett shooting dudes is, is kind of the, the way yeah. to go. <laughs> And he still do bounty hunting work, but he only takes bounties about, you know, really bad people. Yeah. Not somebody who ran out on a bill or something. They'll be like, oh, this is a mass murderer. <laughs> well, that's again, that's sort of curious. I sort of brought that question up because, again, I didn't know the plan was to go to the Mandalorian in the, in the fifth episode yeah. and, and bring back Din and Grogu and, and, and kind of give the show heart that way. So I think it's one of the reasons because I didn't know that as I'm watching it week to week. When you get to episode three, and the the Tuscan tribe is just mowed down, like mm-hmm. very early in the episode, and you're like, oh, I thought this is where we were going to start getting like those kind of like emotional connections and why Boba's mm-hmm. trying to do what he's going to do, and it's like, oh, all right, we're not doing that. I don't know what's going on in the show anymore, and not in a bad way necessarily. It just was like, John Favreau writes stories in such a unique way. Yeah, that I'm like, oh, okay, that's a choice. We're doing that instead, and yeah. I mean, you just kind yeah. of roll they, with it. They all get gunned down. He gets out of the back to the droids. Like, all right, you're all healed, so uh, we don't need to think about those Tuscan Raiders ever again. Yeah, yeah. You know, go free a Wookie. Like, go for go free a Wookie, as as they say. I think that's yeah. the old <laughs> the old adage on Corellia. Go free a Wookie. Yeah. Go free a Wookie. You know, uh, look a Rancor in the face; it'll become your friend. <laughs> With, with <laughs> yeah, you know, right. <laughs> uh, you said, yeah, we don't need to go that road. We talked, we talked about the Tuscans enough. I think you, you, you were okay with it, but you weren't. You weren't I was okay. With it. It, it wasn't the best part of the season, mm-hmm. but it, it's I enjoyed him learning to fight. But <clears throat> once they were murdered, how they were murdered with there's zero stakes from it. Yeah. That oh he's sad about it. You don't know how long time has passed. His friends are murdered. He's like, you know what? I should get my armor and take over a crime syndicate. Mm-hmm. Is, is his reaction to it? I guess. Yeah. It, it was just really nebulous. You don't. 
you know, he doesn't turn himself on a dime over this family that he's made. No, and, and uh, you know, I, I, I'm not surprised that the Tuscans died. I was, I was just surprised how quickly it happened and mm-hmm. when it happened because I thought maybe at a certain point, like after being with this tribe for X amount of time or whatever, then they get, you know, some kind of massacre or whatever. And he's like, oh, I need to become the daimyo to protect the Tuscans. Yeah. Sort of made sense to me, but they, they did not go that route at all. <laughs> they, they, uh, they, they uh, 180 me really quickly. And that's fine. Like, I have no problem uh, uh, not being right with my own personal projections on things. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Tell me your story. I, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm in, I'm in for the ride. Are yeah. you surprised Cad Bane didn't murder the Tuscans? Yes. Yeah, me too. So That seems right up his alley where they're like, oh, we're threatened. We're going to send our number one hitter in. Once we brought in the once they brought in the pikes, I, I, I looking back on it, I really wish they had brought in Cad Bane around the same time, like after the train heist, or I guess I'll use the word heist, even though it's not necessarily a straight up train robbery, but yeah, ultimately yeah. it was. But if if like the last, if, you know, your your closing shot, you know, before or the shot before you could have Boba around the fire doing the doing the tribal dance with the Tuscans. Yeah. Is, is Cad Bane arriving to survey the the scene of the, 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 the broken carnage? Uh, train? Yeah, yeah. To me, that's like, oh, oh, here we go. And then you they spend even... some episodes kind of getting into that Boba Cad Bane relationship that they only talked about in the last episode. Yeah, they could do it the same way they introduced Boba in the Mandalorian, where you just hear the footsteps mm-hmm. and you just see you know a foot in the dirt and it pans up and you see the broken out train. And they can pull back, and you see the silhouette with the hat yeah. and the jacket, and you lose your mind. Yeah, a thousand. And then it, you know, it'd be the wow, and then credits would be playing, and you'd be like, "Was that just Cad Bane?" And then they wouldn't talk about it from for weeks until he shows up in Freetown. Well, see, I disagree. I think you should have had him in the in the show more. I oh, think you he, wanted. To... I think you should have set up more of an adversarial relationship between the two, and then you could have gotten into like their history more instead of having it be just like exposition during a standoff. Okay. That's just my sort of like looking I, I think back at it. They're going to go to that in season two because I, I don't believe Cat's dead. No, I don't think Cat Bane's dead either. They they focus on yeah. that blinking chest light for way too long. Yeah. Well, I really expected him to be in Boba's back to tank. Oh, really? Yeah, like, like I thought that would have been awesome. That well, like he's trying to give him a second chance. Yeah. Like he was given, you know that that's kind of like his thing now. He's like, you were bad. Here's your second chance. If you're going to continue to be bad, I'll kill you again. I really like that idea, actually. Yeah, I would have been into that. It, yeah, so I mean, maybe it has, maybe it has more than one back to take. But then, then the only problem with the only problem with that scenario is, as much as I like it, is, is like then all of a sudden you got like all the cool bad guys in Star Wars turning face at the same time. And you're like, who's left to to kind of be like? You could make plenty of new bad guys. You, you you know you would think, but can you really name some some newer Star Wars bad guys that you really like? Newer. <laughs> That aren't like stormtroopers or imperials, <laughs> right? Like, like who's the character from from the sequel trilogy? You're like, oh my gosh, I have to know more about that person, Phasma, because I don't know anything about her. You don't want to know, trust me. Yeah. I read that book. I know she has a book. She has a book I haven't read. Don't bother. But just from her, you know, not being or you know, thrown in a dumpster in the first movie. They're like, <laughs> don't worry, the second movie we're going to get into her. And you're going to learn more about her. And they're like, just kidding, you're not. But the third movie, that's when you'll figure it out. So, what a, um, I shouldn't say that, but I was, oh, I'll say it and I'll be controversial. What a series of letdowns those sequels were. <laughs> just one yes, they the were. Other. So much potential. And you're just like, eh, we'll just leave that potential on the table. It's fine. 
I mean, the first one is such shiny lights and bright flashing that it confuses you. And you're <laughs> like, I think I like this. <laughs> so, and yeah. The, that, that strobe wears off. <laughs> so we just talked about CAD, which is good because that was on my notes, too. I definitely wanted to pick your brain about CAD. Um, I mean, I love seeing him. I was excited with his debut. I know, you know, the Internet, as usual, was in, a, in an uproar at first because they didn't like the way he looked. They're like, it wasn't I thought animated he looked series amazing. Enough. I thought it was great. I was blown away. I mean, when you just see like the the silhouette coming out of the desert, Ugh. It, though it, it I stood up in my house. Like I, it, <laughs> it did sort of make me chuckle a little bit. It's like, oh, good, well, good thing Din parked over there and didn't have to walk past yeah. him on the way back. <laughs> what Din could have just walked past him and you know tipped his cap to him. <laughs> He's this guy walking to town. <laughs> that would none been of my so, concern. It's so random. <laughs> none of my concern. <laughs> I have to ask you about another controversial element to the show. The mods with their sort of uh, super right. Vespas. Uh, again, probably the most, I, I would say it's the most hated element of, of the show. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel about it? What was your take? Are you, are you more forgiving of it than others? I'm assuming you're like me and probably a little bit more forgiving of it than others. I'm more forgiving. That my main problem with them is they're too clean for Tatooine. Too clean they're for Tatooine. They have a shirt that says that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if not, they should be made. Their bikes are so pretty and spotless to live in a desert world. Uh, yeah. it, it, made, it made no sense how clean they're – just make them – they could still be the colors. Just, you know, sand them up a little bit. Have You know, age out the metal so it looks like they, it, it would fit in. Yeah. It, it's sort it's of a, so shiny. It was sort of an element I had never really considered before because because when we've been on Tatooine, you know, we've mostly seen like moisture farmers or like Anakin as a slave in the slave quarters and and things like that. We've never really have seen like quote unquote Tatooine city kids. Yeah, <laughs> which I was like, okay, that's interesting. Even more interesting though was the choice to get cybernetic modification. That seemed random, right? I, I assume most of them had had, like, accidents or something where their arm was injured. See, I'd like to know those kind of things, though. Or, or if they're like, no, 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 just take my arm and give me this metal one instead. Like, that's... Yeah, I, I'd like to know more. I, <laughs> yeah, I heard Luke Skywalker has a metal hand. Give me a metal hand. Right. You know, and it's... it's, it's I mean, they sort, of, they sort of set up the mod shop like a like the cool Tatooine hipster tattoo, uh, tattoo parlor. Yeah. The tattoo Tatooine parlor. <laughs> <laughs> Tattoo on Tatooine. Ooh. I think we found you a business to start, buddy. Oh, man. It's going to be good. We're only going to do mods there, though. They're going to be the worst mods money can buy. <laughs> Everyone just has, like, iPhone chargers hanging off their limbs. Yeah. But they don't work. <laughs> They're like the, the broken lightning cable where you got to wiggle it a little bit. <laughs> and then you just yell at Apple for still having lightning cables instead of USB. Or, 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 or it's, it's really even worse because they, you, they, they put on, you put on that Apple charger, but you have a Samsung. And you're yeah. like, what uh, the heck? You got to change phone. Sorry, man. <laughs> Mod's a mod. Ain't coming out. Yeah. Hey, you did specify. That's what I had in stock. Come on. So uh, I, think so, I think the one thing that uh, maybe I'm nuts. Let me know if you noticed the same thing I did. I thought the... Again, one of the criticisms of the mods in the third episode was the the chase through Mos Espa, right? That it didn't look great, that uh, you know it looked kind of slow and choppy and, and all that stuff. And I can't disagree with that necessarily, but I did think it looked better in the seventh episode, which which tells yeah. me they saved the money for the seventh episode they, when it when it mattered most, yeah. when they were having the most stuff going on, yeah. 
Yeah, I've tried to. And tell I people, thought it looked fine. I've tried to tell people it's like hey, shows have a budget, man, and you got to dole it out. You got X amount of money for to do this many shows. Some shows have less budget than others. Yeah, I mean, this one wasn't even budgeted for eight episodes. <laughs> no, and 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 you had, uh, you know, some had short run time, some had long time. So like, I think there's also, also like 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 length of time to do these things as well, because like there was like yeah. a fifty minute episode and then there's like a 30 minute episode but most of them hung around like the 40 minute range so there had to yeah. be a balance somewhere um but yeah i mean look at look at that final episode guy wrote a rancor that's gonna cost some change you brought in you know dh giant Luke droids in, yeah. in episode six that's gonna cost some money too you gotta you gotta put that money where you need it the most yeah rosario dawson showed up as ahsoka mm-hmm. you gotta stroke her a check I suppose. I mean, you know, I'd, I listen. I would do it for free, but that's just me. Eh, <laughs> you might do it for free the first time. <laughs> like the first one's a buddy buddy thing, and it's like, oh, you want me to come back? Well, what are the odds that let me? Money. What? Are, <laughs> what are the odds that let me play a fan favorite character though? <laughs> like, like, let's be honest. I'd be like a one hitter, and, and just they'd be like, all right, you're done. Get out of here. I, I'm not even cool enough to be to be like Captain uh, Carson Tiva's sidekick. Yeah, it's they drive by Tashi Station again. You could come out and be like, "I love power converters," and then they just keep driving. I have like a sandwich board sign on that says "Power Converters <laughs> Two for Five. Yeah, <laughs> they're on sale. They're on sale, Everybody, baby. You gotta get to Tashi Station. <laughs> it's a sweet deal, dude. You can't find a better deal. It'll be on my sandwich board. You'll see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The, I don't have a problem with this. I, I had more questions about this about the mods and and that that whole set of situation. But I was like, ah, whatever. Like Star Wars. Like maybe we'll get into this somewhere down the road. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about this later on. Like why are Tatooine kids into modifications? You know, well, maybe season two of the Bad Batch. They end up on Tatooine, and there's a bunch of mod kids running around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or mod, you know, different mod kids. I think the age, the years don't add up. Actually, I have no idea when season two of the Bad Batch takes place. It could take place five years later. Right. Well, since you're talking about time, let me let me ask you this question because one of the things I've I've wondered about when I'm doing these, the especially the early episodes where I'm sort of trying to figure out the timeline, you know, because you know they've said that the Mandalorian is roughly five years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So, how long was Boba in the Sarlacc pit, or how long was Boba Fett with the Tuscans? I, my brothers and I, we've discussed this. At great length, on and off our podcast, we can't stop talking about it enough. I'm so curious about it, and I can't settle yeah. on on it. Like, I, I suspect he's in the in the, in the he must have been in the Sarlacc for a bit. Yeah, just, just for we 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 think hours. Okay, or maybe a day or two, at the most, and then he gets out. Well, because he, he is, gets rolled by the Jawas. Well, we remember, think he lived with the Tuscans for years. That's what I'm thinking too, which also undermines their demise even more. Because you only yeah. really spent like the one full episode with them before they're just massacred, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, yeah, that stings." Yeah, because by the time they're killed, he's walking the desert. You don't, you don't really know how much time has passed, right? When he finds Finnick, mm-hmm. so maybe he's out by himself for a year, another year on his own, something like just that. Just yeah. baking in that sun, going crazy, hanging out with his bantha, yeah, <laughs> like a bantha. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's I, again. I was curious about that, and, and you know, I know that in the Sarlacc, you know, you slowly digest over over you know a thousand years or whatever it is. I think it's a thousand, right? Not ten thousand. Yeah, thousand I think it's a thousand years. I think it's a thousand. And so, I, I could see him being in there for a bit, 
But like you said, I mean, how long before you, you know, I don't think you could be in there for a year and be like, oh yeah, wait, I have this flamethrower here. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. I just think he was, you know, unconscious for like a day or in and out of it. Right. And it woke up, you know, he had that like real dry mouth and he was like, ugh, ugh, and he realized where he was. And he was like, oh, I got to get out of here. Yeah. And there's just a random stormtrooper in there. So why does Boba Fett think his armor's in the Sarlacc once he gets his ship back? I think he was so delirious <laughs> when he got out of that thing. <laughs> I agree like, with you. I just, I'm asking questions that the internet asked, and I was like, I guess I'll ask Reagan that question too. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be so hot in that stomach. It's, <laughs> it's so There's two sun, twin sons of, ta- of Tatooine. It's hot. It's like a sauna in there. Yeah. And he's in full Beskar. Mm-hmm. It's got to be hot. That's oh, it had to be like two hundred degrees. He was probably cooking inside there, like a air fryer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like I like that reference actually quite a bit. No, yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I, I again, he. I mean, he probably it took probably took all of his energy to get out of the Sarlacc. So the last thing he's thinking about as he's crawling through the sand at that point is you know is like the condition of his armor that his armor's in. Like for all he knows, he's could be you know buck naked. Yeah, he had no idea what was going on. And then, you know, he gets shocked and beat up by a bunch of Jawas. <laughs> little jerks. It is it's a little... <laughs> I was a little sad. I was like, oh, man, Boba just got rolled by Jawas. Come on. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I thought the same thing, but I was like, all right, he did just crawl his way out of the, the Sarlacc. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? Do you think Boba Fett was kind of powered down? In his own show, because when we, when we caught up with him in The Mandalorian, I mean, he was whooping some Stormtrooper booty. Immediately, yeah. Yeah, he... It's one thing that bothered me is he was getting beat up a lot. Like, those assassins come out and start whooping him. Yeah. And I was like, don't you have a flamethrower? Like, <laughs> like, melt these dudes. I sort of also, thought the same thing. I, I sort of understand Kersantan's attack a little bit more, because apparently he just walked into yeah. the palace... Un- unseen. Well, yeah. I mean, that's more on Finnick. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm being real, she's got one of those ring ring cameras going on on the door. She has one from the back of her sniper rifle. We see it. <laughs> Just <laughs> we saw her cam. Like she has cameras everywhere. She's a really heavy sleeper, is what we realized. Or, or Chrysanthemum's like Drax, and he, if he moves slow enough, he's invisible. All right, I believe that. <laughs> but but once he starts punching you. With his, you know, uh, electro knuckles, whatever yeah. they are. Yeah. Is that scream, Boba? Yeah, I'll be like, help, <laughs> help me. <laughs> I, I'm in my underpants and I'm getting tossed yeah. around by a giant Wookiee. I don't know why this Wookiee hasn't just ripped my arms off. <laughs> How much, uh, I'm trust. I'm guessing this is your sort of first experience with, uh, with Black Crescenton? Yeah, it absolutely was. I, I did after this go and read a comic that he made a brief appearance in. Okay. And I was excited. I was like, I know who that guy is now. How? Like, uh, yeah, I was gonna say when you, when you first saw Kersantan, what was your what was your initial reaction to him? I thought, oh, cool, another Wookiee. I had no idea his backstory or everything. I was like, obviously he's a badass. Or oh, shoot, ah, we got gotcha. you. <laughs> you know, he's obviously he's a tough guy. <laughs> you know, just the way he shows up, and I was like, oh, they're gonna have a cool fight. And, and they do, but. The kids come and save Boba, and I was like, I guess you got to make the kids look useful. Right, right. But, but at the expense of Fennec looking useful, who doesn't show up till the very, yeah. very end to bring yeah. down and the puts him in pit. a pit. Yeah. Also, the, the fact that Boba doesn't shoot one of those uh, huts in the face. <laughs> yeah. Really annoyed me. 
I mean, this is all part of his different way, right? Like, I'm trying something new. Yeah, he shouldn't abide by their rules. You're talking to my guy wrong. You're using the wrong tone talking to Boba like that. Well, and then I I got, like, super curious about the the hut power structure. Because, obviously, it's it's, it's significantly weaker after Jabba's death. I think it's very splintered. Yeah, but because they seem to have no teeth now. And they're like, oh, the pikes are coming? We're out. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. And they're like... You know, have Santo. He can stay. Here's a rancor. Danny Trejo's with you now. I guess he Tre- might just be in the background somewhere. Trejo's tacos, blue baby. Liquor. He's making tacos. Trejo's tacos. Come on. Oh, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, now I, I like seeing Danny Trejo in Star Wars. Like something about that delights me to no end. It, it delighted me. I don't trust him. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, he's going to double-cross Boba. Like, I don't trust Danny Trejo. He's too famous for the role he's playing. I know it's directed by Robert Rodriguez. It's probably just two buddies wanted to hang out. Right. But I was like, I don't, tr- I don't quite trust you, Danny Trejo. That was sort of my thing with the whole, with the whole show. I, I kept waiting for, like, betrayal from somebody. I, yeah. Fennec was my prime suspect for a long time. I know. I didn't like that you kept doing that. <laughs> didn't like it at all. Well, I, again, I didn't know Cad Bane was coming into the show, and I was like, oh, we're going to yeah. find out Fennec killed the, the Tuscans. Because like, she has that one line. It's like, spoof gang, no way. Get out of here. Yeah. Because <laughs> I did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would have hated that so much. Like, it would have made me so sad. Well, Unless just, she starts running like a, a, a counter organization. It still upset me that they were fighting again. <laughs> he saved her. No, I, 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 it's so interesting to me. Uh, again, I don't. I don't have the right necessarily the right word I want to say other than like th- this show is just very straightforward and very direct. Like there's not like super complex character relationships going on. So like betrayal is yeah. sort of like not in the cards for any, any of it. Uh which I don't know if that's a positive or a negative for Star Wars shows going forward because I mean obviously it's Star Wars so it, it's got to be kind of like all ages friendly. But right. I mean one of the first things we we you know a bit, we learn we know all about betrayal. We grew up on Empire Strikes Back. Looking, yes. at, looking at you, Lando. Looking at you, buddy. Look, he had no choice. <laughs> they showed up right before he did. <laughs> it's true. What is he supposed to do? He had all those people to think about. <laughs> hey, just don't alter the deal, okay? I know. I mean, pray that he doesn't do it further. <laughs> no, you don't want to mess with the Vader <laughs> deals, all right? He'll alter them. Oh. He, he sees fit. He's like an NFL yeah. owner. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> can't trust him then no uh, so yeah I, I, I don't know I, and again again I freely admit that, that when I play the speculation game I get myself into trouble yeah I mean so do I I yeah. make crazy speculations all the time that don't come true yeah a thousand percent I, my, my, I think my betting average on, on uh, speculation is like 0. .5 <laughs> oh yeah no, it's, it's so low 0. .005 I should say it's like uh. ridiculously low yeah, no, I, I look like a Chris Davis batting average. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't, I, I actually like being wrong because I like not knowing what's going to happen next. Like that's one of yeah. my favorite things. So it, it works out pre- pretty great. But yeah, I, I don't know if I just have sort of like this higher. Uh, that's not the right word either. Again, I, I think I'm just expecting the show to be more complex, and maybe I'm, I'm just spoiled by the by the shows that I watch that are like that. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm like gonna this, say, isn't, this isn't going to be like a true detective. Yeah, or... this isn't this isn't Better Call Saul on Tatooine. Like we're, yeah, not, we're exactly. not doing oh. that. <laughs> I mean, I'd love that. Oh, I mean, I, that Twi'lek guy could definitely be Saul Goodman. <laughs> Saul Good, man. Yeah. <laughs> I would lose it. I'd be amazing. 
but yeah, I mean that's not that's not what Star Wars is, and I kind of keep forgetting that sometimes. So I, I set myself up for for some of the things that I'm like, oh, that didn't pan out the way I thought it would. But I, again, I'm still immensely entertained by the show, and and so like the people who are detracting against it, like most of the criticisms I completely understand, and and I'm like, yeah, no, I mean you're not wrong, but I still really really like the show. So right, you know, t- you know, can you just be entertained for a little bit here? Can you just not harsh well, on it a, and have a good time. I know I I don't get the the negative criticism like right when something comes out. And that, it it was always weird to me. <laughs> Cuz it's it's a Star Wars show. Mm-hmm. If you had said 20 years ago that I was going to have not one but two Mandalorian centric television shows. Right. I would have lost my mind. And I'm also getting an Obi-Wan show, an Ahsoka show. Cassian Andor. Uh, a Cassian Andor show, mm-hmm. which I, I don't know how good that's going to be. Like, They've already renewed for season two, so I think it's, uh, right. it must be pretty good. I mean, <laughs> we've seen how that show ends. So. <laughs> True. That's my problem. I mean, I, I've seen how the Obi-Wan show ends as well. <laughs> I was just going to say like, that. If you want to get into it. <laughs> I got news for you about Obi-Wan. <laughs> It doesn't change. What if you find out it's a it's a, a synthetic robot that he made? It's a that he looks made, like Obi Wan. There's like an uh, Obi Wan LMD droid running around. Yeah, yeah, he made it look like Sir Alginus, <laughs> and, so now, and then you and McGregor's gonna pop out from a closet after he leaves with Luke on the speeder, and he's like, "Got him." <laughs> <laughs> and then that's where the show picks up. <laughs> <laughs> So, so <laughs> just like Ferris Bueller's, they bought it, and then like he starts to do like Donkashane and stuff in the shower. See, I started going to to uh, Iron Man three, where like it's like the the Mandarin situation. You know, you get like an actor to play oh. you. You get like that's, an actor that's to more play. Of a bummer. You find a guy. You're like, hey, can you be Obi Wan Kenobi for a little bit? <laughs> I mean, they did redeem that character in Chung Chi. Heck so. yeah! Heck yeah! I and mean, Trevor was really good in that movie. Maybe I'll go back and watch Iron Man three as as more of a, a grown up adult person. Maybe I'll like it more. Oh, there you go. My brother, I mean, I'm won't. not more grown up yet, but <laughs> you know, ten years, anything can happen. So, what do you what do you think the show does for Boba Fett's mythology in general? Like, you think it enhances it, adds to it, or do you think it kind of detracts from it? Because again, you and I, we grew up with that EU, uh, and and Boba Fett was pretty hardcore for a long time in there uh but so so again this would be on us and our generation yeah but, but what, do I, you, what do you think overall i've already let it go of the of the eu so I, it can only enhance it because yeah. this is you know uh, i hate to say it but this is true canon right because it's live action right this will never be stricken even though they keep threatening to strike things from canon from the movies Okay, yeah, but when you say they, you mean like fans on the internet with a Twitter account. Well, I, yeah, well, <laughs> I also mean like Lucasfilm, you know, or Disney has has taken things out, but like that's no longer canon. But they don't, they won't do it with live action right. stuff. Right, it won't happen with like the films or anything. But, yeah. you know, Ewoks aren't canon. The Ewok the films. Holidays. The Ewok films, you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yes, Ewoks are canon, but the Ewoks, Battle for Endor, <laughs> Caravan of Courage are not canon. Wilford Brimley's though, not canon? Come on. Yeah, this should be. Just make them canon. Wicked's awesome. I don't see what the harm is, but you know what do I know? Yeah, it's an adventure for kids. Like, 
it doesn't hurt anything. It doesn't detract from the Star Wars story. No, I agree. With I'm you. sorry, there's no lightsabers in it, so you guys can't market it. <laughs> it's the I, only Star Wars thing without a lightsaber in it. I, dude, I, I 100 agree with you. I, I think it, it adds to Boba Fett's mythology. Whether you, whether you like it or not, is, is completely subjective and up to you. But the fact of the matter is, yeah. we got, we got Boba Fett back. He's in play. He's will probably be a part of, of if not his own show continuing, the Mandalorian moving forward at the very least, you know, hanging around with Din Djarin and doing things. Yeah. Uh, you know, or, or at the very least, he's like the, a fixture on Tatooine now because it's, because Tatooine seems to be the center of the of the universe for Star Wars. Now we have we can go back there and be like, oh, well, this is the guy who's, uh, you know, changing things on Tatooine. Isn't it weird that that's now like the center of the Star Wars universe? Because in Phantom Menace, they're like, this is like a backwater, right, right, nothing planet. Now we can't we can't get enough of Tatooine nowadays. I mean, like mean, the next show up is Kenobi. Where is it taking place? Tatooine. Tatooine. <laughs> At least the majority of it. I'm, it sounds like there'll be flashbacks to other places and other times, but we'll you know we'll see. Oh, it, it, I, like I know they've they've rewritten it because it, it didn't. He was like helping a child as well. Yeah, yeah apparently it was too much like, like the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, it was too much like the Mandalorian the first time. Yeah, so I mean, well, I, again, Tatooine is a fixture. We're never not going away from it, and, and for better or worse, we are sort of uh, again. This, I don't mean this in a negative way, but we're sort of stuck with the familiar, with what we know, because yeah. Disney wants to give the fans what they know they like, and we like Tatooine as fans. I mean, we like Hoth, but no one lives on Hoth. They I, can't go you know, there. I'm so glad you said that because that was been the next word out of my mouth is I love Hoth. Why can't we do a show on <laughs> Hoth with like tat- with tauntauns and wampas everywhere? Yeah, but that's all that lives on Hoth. No one lives there. That's why they put the base there. There's an exciting expedition. They uncover something in the ice. It might be like a shape shifting kind of thing. Kurt Russell might be there. You could do oh. it in Star Wars. Come on. <laughs> I was gonna say ice rancor. Ice rancors. Okay, I'm down. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks frozen in well, time. So I, and you have after to watch uh, the, this last episode of Boba Fett with the Rancor doing the, its whole Godzilla bit. Uh, King Kong. Like, bit. Why can't. It's a King Kong. Why, or King Kong. Yeah, yeah. Why can't they do, like, make a, an extra large Rancor, but just do a complete King Kong spoof where it's a, it's a, a group of smugglers or something. They go to a planet and, oh no, there's a giant Rancor. And they just spoof King Kong. For the entire movie, but it's in the Star. It's a Star Wars story. I mean, there've been episodes of the Clone Wars that are kind of like, that kind of do that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I would be a hundred percent okay with it. Yeah, it, it's I, I'm okay with more Star Wars. Yeah, uh, yeah, more please. I'm fine. I am yeah. completely happy to have more Star Wars. I yeah. mean, the, it helps when it's good, and I think the I think the yeah. book of Boba Fett was good. I think people's expectations were just out of control for it. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's the Fett. I understand the expectations were high, especially after that post credit scene uh, at the end of season two of uh, Mando. Yeah. When, when he's shooting people and he's sitting on the throne, you're like, oh, is he going back to being bad? Well, again, we just saw him like whoop some serious booty in those yeah. in those episodes he was in. Yeah. And, and like you said, I mean, he is sort of powered down at the, at the start of the show and we don't get him back to full strength until the finale. And, and and again, it's a great finale. I really enjoyed it. It 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 was a little. Again, if I were to critique it, it's like yeah, it's a little bit like checking the boxes. But they set all this stuff up, so it works. Yeah, like, it's like okay, all the stuff you, we we did in the first bunch of episodes comes together right here, and it plays out perfect. I got no problems with any of that. 
And then you factor in Din and Grogu and, and Peli and the whole thing. Yeah. I'm all on board. It all works. Yeah. It all works. Uh, he, him getting a new ship and it's a Naboo fighter. Mm-hmm. Where, you know what? I'm sure it's going to turn out it's the actual one that Anakin flew and. I mean, those, are, the, those the are. I've seen those rumors. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen the rumors, but I'm, I'm sure it is. But I'm, no, there were there's the a people in there. They're trying to like match like the whole markings and stuff like that. I was yeah. like, oh boy, here we go. They all look the same. <laughs> I'm sure, they all like. I'm sure that was a design feature of making the Naboo starfighter. I want to shift gears on you a little bit here because I want to go back into the, like the, the the Mandalorian chunk of the episodes, but specifically okay. um, episode six, that first half. When we're still following Din, uh, and he's meeting up with with R two and Ahsoka mm-hmm. on the on the on the planet that will be the home to J- Luke's Jedi Academy, J- Luke's Jedi Temple. Uh, yeah. What did you think of the sequences between Luke and Ahsoka? I was I was, I was sort of curious what, how you felt about it. I liked it. I wanted more of it, and I'm sure we'll get more in the Ahsoka show. Yeah, I I, I was sort of. I I think I sort of wanted it to be like the first time they would meet each other. I think that would be a really interesting. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be the Ahsoka, and I think an Anakin Force ghost is going to show up. Yeah? Yeah, and Hayden Christensen, and it's going to be incredible. So, I, I, again, I want, I, I'm, I'm going to keep shifting gears on you here on this, because yeah. I, right. I want to stay in this a little bit, because, again, as usual, um, I have a very different perception of Ahsoka from a lot of people on the internet. Uh, I've said it on my show. You've heard me say it. I don't know if you agree or not. But apparently, there's a whole like uprising that was going on on the internet in in, in recent weeks about about Ahsoka, and uh, there's a, a a faction of Ahsoka fans who believe that she is still a Jedi. No, <laughs> you answer my question because I was like, I was like, how do you feel about <laughs> Ahsoka's wrong. role as a Jedi? Do you feel like she's a Jedi at all, or no? And you just said uh, it. She, I mean, she's not a Jedi. She still was raised a certain way and still has beliefs, mm-hmm. but she's. She even says, I am not a Jedi. Right. Thank you. Okay. So that, that, that leads me to my question. Don't you think, and again, I know she says in the episode, she's like, it's not my job to tell people what to do. Yeah. But she's seeing Luke going back to the ways of, of Yoda and Obi-Wan, ways in which that Ahsoka knows don't work out great for a lot of people. Don't you think maybe you interject and be like, hey, Luke, listen, let's try something different. Because I think Pop, Papa Force Ghost is going to tell him that. <laughs> right. But again, we we know Luke's destiny, right? We know he's also ultimately not going to be a very good teacher. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I sort I mean, of was like, I was a, a, a little dismayed that like Ahsoka seemed so gung-ho. She seemed so gung-ho for Luke to kind of bring back the Jedi in the same exact way in which she left it. And I was like, wait, Ahsoka's like the example that there is another way. What did she find love and form attachments? No, but she broke away from like the sort of dogmatic she traditions. Has she, she to leave? No, I mean she left on her own terms. Like she, she mm-hmm. sort of realized like some of the hypocrisies, some of the, some of the other things that were going on, the influences, the way the dark side was sort of surrounding the Jedi. She's like she saw these things and left, and was like, "There's a different way to do things," you know. And again, she's she still has a lot of that teaching in her. But in my opinion, she's a better Jedi because she left the Jedi Order. Yeah. So like, is do you she, think? But she says it. She, she's no Jedi. She says it in the shows. Yeah. <laughs> what if she started teaching her philosophy of the Jedi Order or something else? 
and she has disciples out there, and you're going to find out in the Ahsoka show. I would absolutely love it. Right. So would I. That sounds great. It sounds like, amazing. Do that. Make that happen. Yeah. Make that happen. And again, I mean, it, 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 you can you can go and look at her lightsabers, right? Like they're 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 not bound by the Jedi colors because of her kind of neutral stance. Yeah, they're white. Yeah, and it's all reflective of her. So again, I, I, so I was sort of a little, a little dismayed that the first time we're seeing Luke and Ahsoka together, she's like, oh, this is a great idea. <laughs> Go for it. It's what he wants, though. It's, so but it's just, what he wants, so she's she's enabling. Yeah, she, yeah she's a big enabler. <laughs> she's very supportive as long as you know what you want to do. Right. And maybe she believes Luke can do it differently and do it better. And, and yeah. again, because the, the order's been reduced to such small numbers. I, again, I hope these are things that we get to explore more on the on the Ahsoka series because I'm very curious about a lot of it. There's so much, there's so many things on the table that I, I would love to see them play with, and I hope they do. Yeah, I really thought they were going to get rid of the no attachment thing. Oh, for sure. I thought for sure that was the way. I mean, this is the way, but the, exactly. the, yeah, <laughs> it, it makes no sense to keep that. You know, don't don't have relationships because look how it worked out for Vader. Right, and it only worked out that way is because you let him buddy up with a Sith Lord. <laughs> you guys just said I'm keep going to meetings with Palpatine all the time. You're like, what the hell? Yeah, like, you're like, That's we weird. don't trust this Palpatine guy. <laughs> <laughs> you let him raise a you know a slave army, oh. and just let those poor guys get slaughtered by the the A load. <laughs> the A load. The A load, like me having to censor myself on Mando Vision. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I only bring these things up as, as, as kind of sort of like a commentary, and because I want, I want to talk about them more. I want to see them explored more. Like more, give me more, more, more. That's, that's all I'm really trying to say. I'm not trying to uh, attack any of the choices or any of the decisions made. I just like, I just think it's so much of it's so interesting, and I, it's unfortunate that we are a little hamstrung because we know Luke's ultimate failures. As as a Jedi Master, yeah, and that's a bummer. That bums me out. That makes me sad. Oh, it's one second of indecision where you know you might murder his nephew. Oh, you know <laughs> the world looks so favorably on child murderers. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not a good it's look, not, Luke. It's not no, a good look. But again, the sequel trilogy is, is that's a whole other can of worms, and I don't want to go down that road. Yeah. All right, let's let's try to end things on a more upbeat, positive note, and not think about the uh, the downfall of Luke Skywalker because it just makes me sad. <laughs> I know. It, I mean, maybe if he had found like Myra Jade out there somewhere, and he had found love and had a son, things would have been different for him in another universe. I know. I, can't, <laughs> I keep I keep hoping she'll show up. I I keep looking out for Talon card references. Are you wait, Are you ready for the Star Wars multiverse? I don't want a multiverse. I just want them to be in the main universe. I don't want it to be, you know, some door they open and like 14 different Luke Skywalkers jump out. <laughs> and they're like, you know, this is the old beach dude, Luke Skywalker, and he has a Hawaiian shirt and got a coconut drink and a lightsaber. Like, I don't want that guy out there. That guy could party, though. Uh, I mean, he's the fun Luke Skywalker. He's the I'm fun not gonna Luke. lie. Yeah, that little umbrella <laughs> and the coconut drink. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. It says I'm not it all. gonna lie. He, he's the one you want to party with. <laughs> but if you're gonna, you know, defeat the Empire, you don't want that Luke with you. No, I mean the flip flops alone will get in the way. I know. Like he's running down the Death Star and he's just shooting those things down the hallway. <laughs> he's like, one sec, one sec. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's. Uh, uh, this is sort of a loaded question, and it maybe is a bit right. unfair. But that's we're going to ask it anyways because we, what we do on the show is we ask the hard questions. <laughs> All right, I'm ready for a hard hitting question. Boba Fett, a character you and I grew up with, and we love. So much so, is, 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 he's in the fiber of our being. We love him that much, right? We love yes. the Fet. We are fans of the Fet uh, as truly as, as it can be. Yes. But. Mm, I don't like the but. But. We've gotten a really, again, Boba Fett, not a Mandalorian. He said it as much as himself. So True. before Boba came back, we were introduced to a new Mandalorian, one who embraced the Mandalorian culture, mm-hmm. embraced the way, if you will. We get to meet Din Djarin. We can become attached to Din Djarin. Is Din Djarin now our favorite Mandalorian armored human being in the Star Wars galaxy? Ooh. He's, not, he's not there for me. My brother actually asked me this question during the one of our conversations. Uh, he's not there yet. Mando's really close, though. <laughs> like, it's I have room in my heart for both. Oh, no, I'm not saying it's one or the other. Like, I don't oh. deal in absolutes, okay? I'm just saying yeah, if, right. if, if right. you, know, you got to put them in, like, an order. I mean, it's okay, it's, to it's, love, it's okay to love all your children, but you can still have a favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Boba's still my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but there is another. <laughs> <laughs> right. there, is a, there is a rival coming up, and... Like if if they do like I can't wait to see this next season and if you know Bo Katan shows back up which I I expect she will and the armorer will like I want to see pretty much all of it take place on Mandalore mm-hmm. and I want to see a bunch of Mandalorians and I'll just fall in love all the time back oh look at that guy's armor yeah it'd be it's, great it's basically what I'm saying is I love anybody in Mandalorian armor more please yes like. And, and you and I, you know, we both love the the Karen Travis books. Oh, the, the, so good. They're amazing books. Oh, I love them. And all they were about Mandalorians. You mm-hmm. know, bring Cal into this universe. Oh, like, have him show up somewhere with his dog. That'd be great. Bring all those characters. I mean, more Republic Commandos are fine by me. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, bring Cody, bring Rex. And I'm sure that though, Rex will show up. And, and Ahsoka. I think I, I think it's only a matter of time before we see Rex somewhere. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, like it, it's. I just want to know he's okay and alive after Empire, or you know, after the the Empire fell. Mm-hmm. I, I, he doesn't really have to do anything. Just have him call on camera and point at me and say, "I'm okay. <laughs> I'm alive. I'm happy. Look, I got kids." And I'll be like, "Oh, Rex has kids. All right, don't don't hurt yourself. Go away. <laughs> like, you know, go go farm or something. Go sit down behind the yeah. Beskar wall so you're safe." That's right. <laughs> no, I, 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 I can't agree with you a- anymore. Den, uh, if if I were to have a favorite, Din and Boba are like neck and neck, and depending on the day, one might be a little bit ahead of the other. Yeah. I, I sort of maybe think, and again, like you said, playing speculation games for season three of The Mandalorian, I'm like, if they do some of the things I think they might do, like you said, go to Mandalore, get into oh. some big beef with Bo-Katan over the over the dark saber, Din could could become my favorite pretty quick. Yeah. What, what if Boba shows up and throws his support behind Din? Right? Oh. Wait, yeah, because, I mean, again... As, like, as Mandalore. Also, start respecting Din Djarin. He has the Darksaber. He's Mandalore. I've read the books. Whoever has the sword is leader. Right. 
Show him some respect, please. Well, and wouldn't it be nice too to have Boba kind of come back to the fold, come back to his father's heritage, yeah. and 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 you know that again that was a big thing from the EU. But it'd be nice to kind of see that element kind of come back into it, right? Like, like sort of like the wayward son returns home, right? That and would that's be why awesome. Was, my my brothers and I were having a conversation about that. You know, uh, everyone's turned on Boba. There, him and Din are pinned down. And he's like, you know, no, no help's coming. I guess you're going to leave. And Din won't leave because this is the way. Right. And they, they have a moment. He's like, you really believe that? He's like, yeah. And Boba just says, good. And I, was, I wish so much that Boba just looked at him and said, this is the way. Just to acknowledge, just like when Han Solo says, hey, Luke, may the force be with you before he leaves. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, just some connective tissue that would have cemented their friendship a little more and just make Star Wars fans like me go crazy. I mean, I still went crazy. Right? <laughs> it's such a great scene. Cause it, it is. And you know, can you imagine if Boba said, this is the way though? Yeah. Oh no, I agree. And I still think there's a, I still think there's a, there's and a, he doesn't even have to mean it. Well, again, like I'm so, I'm so curious uh, if, if, you know, there's been no official announcement or anything. If there's gonna be a season two of book of Boba Fett, I mean, I'm curious where the show could go with Boba Fett now having like no it rivals. Like they, didn't even know where to go at the end of the show because <laughs> they say like what what now basically yeah I mean you're not wrong so I mean I, I'm I'm curious to see what could happen next I'm curious to explore more stuff on Tatooine uh, always but again if you bring Boba into a more supporting role in season three of the, of the Mandalorian in, in a way just like you said or like we talked about like him coming back to Mandalorian him sort of exploring his Mandalorian heritage. Uh, you know, and then throwing his support behind Din. Like, yeah, I mean, that's incredible. Like, I'd lose my mind. Yeah, and, you know, uh, Dark, the Watch could show back up, or another faction of the Watch. Oh, it is not it... Not the art, and they, they're like, oh, Dark Saber's back in play. Dude, there's so many elements. You know, elements. Paz Vizsla told us about this. There, there's so that's many ours. elements they could bring into play for Mandalore, because, I mean, you, you like, what if there's still a faction that, like, is loyal to Darth Maul for some reason? You know, they all have, the, like, the horns on their helmets and stuff. Well, that's what my brother was telling me. The, the armor has horns on their helmet. Right. And I was going to ask you about that next, actually, if you, if you thought that was a, a, a connection to Darth <laughs> I, Maul or not. Because it's not I like, like what it. we saw. But it's not like what we saw on, on Clone Wars with his mm-hmm. Mandalorians. I mean, they were much more. Uh, well, it's been five it years. Wasn't, it wasn't as subtle as the armorers right. were if they're an homage to, to, to Darth Maul. I, 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 Rob, my brother, knew the name. Well, it's rumored on the internet that it's it's one of Maul's lieutenants. It's the armorer. I hope so much that the armorer was well. Gar Saxon was killed, so no, no, no. It's, it's it's I I would have to ask him. I can't or go back and listen to my own episode. <laughs> it's in there, Koichi Pod. Go check it out. We yeah. just did one. I don't know. I don't like to read rumors on the internet. It's not reading. It's me telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Or my brother telling me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can all go check that out soon, I guess. And but, some people could still be loyal to Maul. Maybe he was really nice to them. Maybe like they skinned a knee, and he had some back to spray. And they're like, "You've made a friend for life." Well, I mean, and then remember in Rebels, there was the, there was like the faction that was like the Imperial Super Commandos. Yeah. So I mean, like, there's a lot you could get into with Mandalore. It, and it's all cool. It's all cool. It's all so 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember playing uh, the, the original Knights of the Old Republic game, and as soon as you get to to Conquer Dawn, mm-hmm. you because you, you don't get to Mandalore. No, you get to the moon that they they stay on, 
And I remember running around to every dead Mandalorian I could find trying to put his armor on <laughs> because I wanted to be a Mandalorian more than I wanted to be a Jedi. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you could have dual lightsaber. Don't care. <laughs> Give me the Mando helmet. That's, that's right. what I'm looking for the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But hey, Boba Fett had his helmet on a lot in this final episode. So I hope people were happy about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy about it because I want to see Boba do the action. You, you do the action. That's do the action. Sentence. Yeah. You know, do action, fight, you know, shoot stuff. Like, I want to see Boba Fett be Boba Fett. Mm hmm. I don't want to see Boba Fett, the negotiator, or... That's Obi-Wan's role. Yeah. You know, boring conversation anyway. That's what I expect. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, 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 that's sort of a funny part, too, right? I mean, Boba Fett had, like, what, like five lines and two movies, and, you know, now you're hearing him yeah. talk way too much. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't even mind him. No, I don't... No, again, I don't mind yeah. it. I just thought it was a funny... Be a man turn. of action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be a man of action. Right. You know, it's funny when Luke, you remember Cloud City, Luke's following you around, and Luke's like, oh, he doesn't see me. And then you just poke out of the hallway and you're like, stop, I see you. <laughs> like, stop following me, kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's who Boba Fett should be. No, and, you know, I guess that's one element you didn't see as well. It's sort of like the, the sort of cunning and cleverness of Boba Fett, like, you know, hiding in the in the Imperial trash to follow Han Solo, you know, right. stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that it, during the I said on my show during the Cad Bane standoff, he's going back and got another rocket, mm -hmm. and they're about to have you know draw down on each other. Shoot that rocket at Cad Bane. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Like shoot that rocket at him. It doesn't you know you could miss or shoot it behind him, and the explosion pushes him forward, knocks him out. So let me let me throw some at you here, since we're we're, we're kind of in, in speculation zone again. So what if All right. what if we didn't massacre? Uh, Boba's Tuscan tribe, but at a certain point he decides it's time to leave. It's time to to you know yeah. reclaim his destiny or whatever like that. So when he rockets off to go get the Rancor, he also happens to come back with like an army of Tuscans. What I thought was going to happen the entire time of the show, totally murder the Tuscans. <laughs> I thought they were going to live at the palace <laughs> and they'd just be hanging out, feeding the Rancor stuff, and <laughs> dangling their kids in front of it. Yeah, you know they're they're they'd be playing their weird Tuscan music in the background. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, like it, it wouldn't be the the Max Rebo band, but Max Rebo, he knew something. He's still alive. That's you see the internet conspiracy that he was in on it. Oh yeah, he was <laughs> he was either in on it or he was like taking a smoke break and got lucky. Look, Max Rebo needs a day off. He doesn't play every day. <laughs> it's a special occasion. Like you know, it, it's he's famous in, in uh, Tatooine. He was probably in Moss Eisley performing. He's a legend. He, yeah, he's got to get around to all three major encampments. Can't just play Moss Espa all the time. You think he's going to Anchorhead too? I would imagine so. I mean, why not? We've never been to Anchorhead, I, have we? I don't think so. I don't think you've been to Anchorhead no. yet in anything. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I'd buy the album Max Rebo live at Anchorhead. You think it's a dump? Definitely. <laughs> I think Anchorhead's a dump. <laughs> I mean, a lot of Tatooine's a dump. Like, that maybe should be uh, Max Rebo live at Tashi Station. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I felt bad for the the other musician. Um, what if they do a who, new version of uh, they do a new version of Get Him to the Greek, but with Max Rebo? I'd watch it. It'd be <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> 
you know, they could even give Russell Brand to voice Max Rebo. <laughs> not the voice I had in mind, but okay. okay. Yeah, how hilarious would that be? Because you're not <laughs> expecting it. <laughs> and then, you know, get Jonah Hill, put him in a Jedi robe. No, he won't do it. He hates Star Wars. Jonah Hill can get out of here. Wait, what? Yeah. Why? Oh, apparently uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio tried to get him to watch The Mandalorian. He was like, yeah, whatever. He's like, Baby Yoda, whatever. That really bummed me out, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Johnny Hill's not on, the, on my not cool list anymore. Because yeah, he's not down with the Star Wars. Uh, I mean, is he one of those people who's like, oh, Star Wars for nerds? Like, he's too cool for Star Wars? It kind of sounded like that, yeah. But I'm like, if Leo's, into, if Leo's into Star Wars, why are you know, too good for like, it? Hey, Leo. What up, buddy? Leo's got the Academy good Awards. Job. Come on! Mm, good job. <laughs> and Leo's got all the best, all the best uh, uh, memes on the internet now, right? Yeah. <laughs> like how many how many memes of that of of Leo from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood do you see with like the Mandalorian's head on it or whatever? Like there's a million of them. Oh, most of the, I see his Django Unchained. Uh, the, the Django was popular too, time. but the, the the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood ones has been taken off for this show in particular. The the, oh, the I, part where he's pointing at the TV set <laughs> when he sees himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they just put like you know either Boba's head or uh, Din Djarin's <laughs> head on on Leo's body. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen the movie yet. I need to see the movie. <laughs> what? It's, uh, I'll, I'll go rent it tonight, okay? Oh, <laughs> I'll watch it tonight. Oh, Tom's getting upset. <laughs> <laughs> he likes his chicken spicy. And these pretzels will make me thirsty. <laughs> Holy smokes. Holy smokes. All right, well, we're, I think we're definitely going to have to have you come back on before, Mandal- or before Mando Season 3 so we can play wild speculation games after the trailer oh, drops. That's my favorite. <laughs> you know, I thought you liked Patriot Games. with Speculation Games even more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speculation Games greater than Patriot Games. I mean, Patriot Games are really good. I mean, Harrison Ford, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, before he got real grumpy and started crashing planes all over the place. <laughs> Uh, any any final thoughts about the Book of Boba Fett? Are you, I mean, overall, yay on the series, correct? Yay. Love it. Yeah, big yay for me as well. And then uh, as far as like continuing the story, would you do a book? I mean, I know you're in, but would you be enthusiastic yeah, yeah. about a season two? Absolutely. The only way I could have been negative if like they handed Boba his helmet and like, like the swelling music came out and a character handed Boba his helmet and he took his helmet and then just chucked it behind him like it didn't matter. <laughs> That would probably annoy me. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Let me ask you one, one more, more question. Diss. One more question, because I remember this is something that uh, Tamara Morrison apparently said in an in interview recently, and I wanted your thoughts on it. He said that he would, if there is, were to be a season two of the Book of Boba Fett, that he would be a okay with uh, with the, the the with the sort of like a a hunt for Mace Windu sort of storyline. In a thousand percent. <laughs> you don't think it's crazy? Of course it is, but it's awesome. <laughs> Why can't it be a young Boba Fett? They bring back the kid who played young Boba because he, he's got to be what thirty now. I mean, he'd be the right age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring him, and he's going back. You know, it's you know, you 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 have older Boba, and it's more of like flashbacks to when he looked and tried to find Mace Windu. Well, I mean, they, that's they, when you find out Mace is still alive this whole time. I mean, I, that's what they're sort of getting at. Because I mean, we we we've had young Boba go after Mace in Clone Wars. Yeah, but uh, and then like you know, by the time he comes to age, Mace's dead. I mean, how does Mace survive that? Let, let, let's kind of get into. He force pushed with his one hand that he still had. 
He was too busy yelling no all the way down. I mean, people like to yell no in Star Wars. He, it's fun. Listen, Palpatine had unlimited power. I don't think he can and, and, overcome and, that. You know, a, a speeder came by, or a, a trash dump truck speeder thing came by. He fell in some trash bags. And he just sat out the entire rebellion? Just was like, ah, lay low. They lost everything. He couldn't find Yoda. He got the beacon and it said, lay low. That beacon never changed. <laughs> well, listen, then I... He, then he's I like, don't... oh, shit, they blew up Alderaan. I am out. <laughs> I, I'm definitely okay with the book of Boba Fett season two. I'm not crazy about like this this sort of uh, internet uh, driven uh, like let's bring Mace Windu back to life scenario. I'm just like I'm I'm fine if they do it like I said like it's flashbacks to a young Boba. Sure, I could I'm, I could work with and, that. And then at the end, he's not really alive. It's someone pretending to be Mace Windu. I, I, I don't, and Boba still murders him. I don't want to I don't want Star Wars to get, to get to the point where where like death doesn't mean anything on, in Star Wars anymore. Yeah, I, I I agree. It's and also he has a great death. It's a great death, uh, and, it, and, it, and it's his death is so pivotal to Anakin's turning. I, I feel like it would be yeah. undermining that yes. quite a bit if you t- if you undid it. And then there's, I mean, I get that the aging technology doesn't cost anything. They do it to Luke Skywalker all the time I mean, now, so it's nothing. I mean, by all means, bring Sam. And Jackson Sam back. looks great. Anyways, bring, yeah, so I mean, you don't even have to do that much. Bring Sam back in another role. That's fine by me. I don't yeah. have a problem with that at all. Bring him back to the Force Ghost if you really want him to come back, or just a Jedi who looks a lot like Maze Windu, or something you know, along those lines. Like, like maybe Boba Fett starts going a little nutty. He's like, I see this guy looks like Maze Windu, but it's like not. It can't be Maze Windu. That's crazy. So he's like uh-huh. hunting a guy who's not actually Maze Windu, but it's I don't, I don't know. Like, there's all kinds of ways to play this out. Yeah, like when he was high on the spice and the lizards in his brain, why can't he be seeing Mace Windu everywhere? Yeah, there you go. But yeah, I mean, I, I like what we talked about with with you know Boba eventually going back to Mandalore, sort of embracing his his heritage, and, yeah. and potentially supporting Din's claim to to bring Mandalore back together again. Yeah, like his armor has that long chain coat of who owned it, and they're all Mandalorians before him, mm-hmm. and he could just be the world's oldest foundling. I would, I, dude. I, honestly, like, if they do like a second season, I mean, change the name to like Book of Mandalore and like just start going into like Mandalorian history. Yeah. How much fun would that be? Oh, I would love that show immediately. I mean, like, we there's we there are so many questions about Mandalore still that we 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 need, yeah. we need to and, and they've changed so much about it. And yeah. So anything you know about it, it's all new again, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I agree. Well, listen. Oh, we got Katie's not doing any. I was like, Katie's not doing anything. Bring her. She'll she, take a Star Wars check. She's had a baby. Oh, does she? Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, she's being. I a mean, mom do right you want to do more Star Wars though? Like, you could bring the kid to work. Yeah, they I gotta mean, take care. I'm sure. Why not? Baby, baby could sub in for Baby Yoda. Awesome. Stand in. Yeah, that. As long as he has that little fat chin, does that hug <laughs> that got all in my emotions, and my wife was like, "What is wrong with you?" I was like, "Do you not see?" Groku jumped to hug the Mandalorian <laughs> in the middle of a firefight. Heck Wonderful. Yeah. And also, my wife did say during that final climactic battle, she was like, okay, that's Boba Fett. Who is the guy in the silver Boba Fett costume? <laughs> she has uh, watched the Mandalorian with me. It was before a... Groku showed up, so he wasn't... I, I, I'm assuming it's out of context. He didn't have the little green guy with him. 
<laughs> so she didn't recognize him. She just thought he was another Mandalorian. I hope. You know, I didn't. I didn't bring up the the Din and Grogu reunion stuff because I assume, you, just like me, you're in love with it. So like, of course, nothing, there's yes. nothing to talk about there. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I was disappointed he didn't have his chainmail and lightsaber, <laughs> and doing some some cool fighting stuff in the battle as well. Well, maybe when Grogu chose yeah. the the Beskar chainmail, Luke. Took the lightsaber back and then threw it over his shoulder. Oh, maybe that's, that. that's where it started. I, I think Groku has it somewhere. He's <laughs> just not proficient. Like he's not ready to use it yet. He's not like Mando running in there with the dark saber. Well, he's dude, like, I'm going to learn to use it. I, I, again, you know, we talk about the. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to wrap the show up, but now we're, I'm. Uh, I know. I'm on a whole other tirade now. I mean, listen, they they're telling us about Tar Vizla, the Mandalorian Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to bridge that again. Who's yes. it going to be? I got an idea or two it's on that. Broku. <laughs> I got I an idea or two. Put this little little helmet on. It's gonna be adorable. I can't <laughs> wait. He might become my favorite Mandalorian. <laughs> it's, I'm all in. It's like, yeah. I mean, there's gonna be a character at some point who bridges that gap. Like, stop keeping these things separate. And I don't know. I don't know if Favreau's like kind of kind of like intentionally setting these things up. It's like, oh no, these things can only be diametrically opposite. Until my story says otherwise, and then I'm bringing it yeah. all together because that's the way it should have been. Oh, I can't wait. I'm excited for it. I, I'm here for all of it. Yeah, I'm here absolutely. for all of it. Uh, I won't even go down the road of some of the crazy internet speculation with, on the record with you. We can talk about that later. But... <laughs> we will talk about it. Oh, all my day. goodness. Oh, my goodness. But we, we, we will talk, though, sir. And I'm, I'm, I'm so delighted you hung out with me today. And, and broke down the show. Like I said, we'll have to have you back on for some more, uh, especially when it comes to speculation time, because I know how much yeah. you like it. <laughs> I love speculation. I love making stuff up. <laughs> Reagan, tell the good people where they can find you and, and your brothers at. Uh, you can find us at CoisGPod on Instagram and Twitter and CoisGPod.com. You can find out all the great stuff we're doing. We just released uh, a recap of the Book of Boba Fett, the last three episodes in one big chunk. <laughs> Where we just speculate for like an hour, and it's fun. <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to think of the last movie we put out. I can't remember. We'll find. You'll find out that Reagan has a thing about robots. He's really into. And I mean, I mean, keep it classy, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> just prepare yourselves, folks. Check out the yeah, show. I recommend it, but prepare yourselves. It's it's adult themed. <laughs> I mean, if, if you'd like to know like former restaurants that used to be in Aspen Hill, Maryland, if you are, we'll talk yeah. about that occasionally. If you were a former resident in the state of Maryland, you will really enjoy the show. Yeah, yeah. If you or like a current resident, junkie current food. residents are, are welcome as well. If you like yeah, boba yeah. tea, if you like oh, boba, yeah, Fett, yeah. boba Fett and boba tea, you'll like that show. They go hand in hand. They're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. I will talk to you later. See ya. Right, thanks. <laughs> this is the way. That's how you do it, Mark. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> the way I see it, we have two choices. We wait until they get into position and launch a siege on their terms. Or we rush out there, catch them unaware, then we can escape to your ship at the palace. I can't abandon Mos Espo. These people are counting on me. Okay, then. We'll both die in the name of honor. You sure you want to stay? This is the way. 
Hey, there you have it. That is our conversation with Reagan from the Come On, It's So Good podcast. Thank you so much for him for coming on board and, and discussing our favorite Star Wars character. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say something else about that. I was like, no, let's, let's, let's be perfectly honest. Our love of Boba Fett runs so deep. It, I, you know, Han Solo, he's right there for me. But uh, I, I think I still, I still give it to uh, our, our good friend Boba, Boba the Fett uh, because, hey, we all, who, want, who doesn't want to be a Mandalorian? I mean, my goodness. The armor is just so cool. The helmets are just so cool. Get a sweet T-visor. Come on. All about it. Uh, one thing, I, I guess I just want to kind of like underline what we were trying to do with this, what we're trying to say is, is like, you know, because this series has been uh, heavily criticized for some of the choices made, some of the weird actions. I didn't even bring up uh, with Reagan the, uh, the, 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 the off-mocked spin maneuver of SCAD in that final episode, uh, you know, yeah, does it really do anything? Does it really mean anything? Does it serve any particular purpose? No, of course it didn't. I mean, just like whatever. Like it's a young kid, <laughs> and maybe he thought it was cool. It's like when you when you know uh, holding your gun sideways, right? It's just like a, it's like style points, I suppose. Not, I mean, I don't think it's stylish, but apparently he does. So like, why bring that stuff up? Again, this is a show that has been uh, widely criticized and and and, and critiqued, and uh, I think Ray and I are both on the same page that while uh, some of the criticisms are 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 fair. It, it's just it's not the point. Like we just are enjoying this because we're enjoying this. Like it's okay to like something um, for its inter- entertainment factor, right? If you're entertained, then that that's really what we're trying to say is the bottom line here. And if you didn't like it, that's completely your your prerogative, and you're a okay. And and like I said, I I found a, a very few arguments against the show that I'm like, well, okay. I I, I mean, I see where you're coming from. You know, it, when people want to knock the show and they, they give me their well-thought-out reasons, I'm like, okay, I can't argue with any of that. Uh, that's just your take on it. And if, if you want to hold the show to uh, that that sort of, of level, I guess that's okay. It, it's totally fine. Again, it's your complete prerogative. I just think that for a lot of us Star Wars fans, and I hold myself in this group as well, sometimes we let that, our expectations uh, get, get the better of us. And we're waiting for something... Uh, spectacular and grandiose and 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 uh, you know that's not always going to be what happens. That's not always the case here. We have to modify our expectations to be more reasonable. I mean, it's still a show. It's still something with a budget and constraints. It's not going to the box office to make untowards millions of dollars. Uh, you know, in 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 a forty eight hour period. You know, this is I. You know, I don't know the economics of of the subscriber services. I assume that Disney's doing quite quite well with all of these things, and then all the different other revenue streams they have coming into Disney via the the, the rides and the parks and and all their other movies and stuff like that. So I don't know how the economics all breaks down, um, but I know that when you're at, when you when you have a movie, I mean, you make hundreds of millions of dollars in like the first couple of weeks. And and that that may be a bigger payoff than a streaming service. I I, I mean I don't know the again the economics are, are are beyond my my scope. But these things have limitations is really what I'm trying to say. And one of the reasons why the Clone Wars really grew on me and Star Wars Rebels is because because it was animated, you could get away with a lot more stuff. You could do a lot more things. And and so we, we're kind of having a live action show is so fantastic and so amazing. But you have to kind of uh, a, a modify right like you can't go about things in, in maybe the same way you would when you have like a, a hundred thousand different visual effects on the screen in an animated series or in a, in, a, in a movie you have to kind of downsize a little bit that's what 
I mean, and that's what The Mandalorian is, right? The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, a bit more ground level, right? And not the uh, the grandiose space opera Star Wars that we're used to. It's 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 smaller in scope. But that final episode of Book of Boba Fett, I thought, had a very cinematic feel to it. They really did try to pull out all the stops, you know, with, with Boba riding the Mancor. Rancor, excuse me, Mancor. <laughs> Boba riding the Rancor. And, and, and shots of, of the Rancor scaling the towers in Mos Espa. Things like that. I mean, they, they did uh, a lot in that final episode. And it was, yes, I still say, yeah, they was kind of like checking the boxes because like they were like bringing all the elements they set up earlier in the season. And it's like, okay, now we got this and this and this and this. And now we bring it all together and we make spectacle with it, right? And they did. And I think that's what Ray and I were trying to emphasize, right? The show was really enjoyable, really fun. Is it going to change your fundamental understanding of Boba Fett? Is it going to change your fundamental understanding of uh, crime on Tatooine? No, there's still a lot of questions. You know, there's story points that are still a bit ambiguous. I still don't completely understand Boba Fett's motivation. I still don't completely understand Boba Fett's connection to Tatooine, uh, unless it's something you know more that happened with his time with the Tuscans. And that's one reason why I wanted to talk to Reagan about that timeline and see if they had, uh, you know, if he had any thoughts on how much time he really spent with the Tuscans, uh, learning their ways and learning more about about Tatooine, and perhaps that's where this connection to the planet kind of comes from. Again. A lot of some of the some of the story points are a little vague, a little ambiguous, and we just have to go with it. We have to go along for the ride, and maybe we'll get some further exploration of it down the road, and we'll have to, we'll have to take our chances with that, you know. And I know I talked about it again with Reagan because he's he's we're in the same age bracket. We grew up reading the old EU canon stuff, and I I mean I remember the first time I th- I've talked about it on the show when they first brought Boba Fett back into play, right in in the uh, the Dark Empire comic book series when they show when uh, Han and Leia and everyone's on Narshada. And all of a sudden, Boba and some bounty hunters show up, guns a-blazing at him, right? And you're like, oh my god, Boba Fett escaped from the Sarlacc pit. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, and then Boba Fett was, sort of stayed in the comic books for a long time, right? They didn't get into the novels with Boba Fett for a little while. Like, some of the anthology series uh, had some Boba Fett stuff, like Tales from Jabba's Palace, and, and um, which had, like, his original Escape from the Sarlacc. Uh, and, and then, but a lot of the books, a lot of the novels of the EU stayed away from him. Uh, you know, Timothy Zahn didn't do anything with him. He wasn't in uh, anything, really. I mean, I think the next time he popped up in one of the novels was towards the tail end of the Uzan Vong War when Han Solo once again sees who he thinks is, uh, you know, a, a figure in Mandalorian armor leading a, a, a group of Mandalorian commandos against the Uzan Vong in a space station. And the guy kind of like winks at Han and Han's like, Boba Fett? Question mark? And you're like, wait, What? And it's one of those things that just sort of fires the imagination. And then shortly after that, we started spending more time with Boba Fett, you know, 20-plus years after Return of the Jedi, as, as he, he sort of is like the wayward son coming home to Mandalore. And a lot of that had to do with Karen and Travis getting involved in wanting to tell the story of, the, of these, these clone soldiers and, and, and kind of creating this, this beautiful tapestry for Mandalore. Uh, that would be controversially done away with. Uh, uh, when Star Wars The Clone Wars was coming together and, and, and Lucas and Dave Filoni had their own plans for, for Mandalore and what they wanted to do. And there was some other stuff going on too. Like there were some financial um, um, things with Karen Travis and, and a lot of stuff. So she didn't get to finish her stories, uh, which was a shame because they were spectacular. But they they sort of, I think for Reagan and I and a lot of people in our, our age bracket who grew up reading those, uh, they, they kind of kept our expectations of that character higher than, than maybe is reasonable. And... You know, again, when you wipe the slate clean, it's one thing to say, yeah, the slate's clean now. We can do whatever we want because we just cleared the decks of, of continuity. Uh, people like me still have that in the back of their, our brains. And, 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 
even though we know it's not it doesn't count anymore, you, you still kind of think about these things as you're as you're seeing the new adventures of this character. You're like, oh man, they're doing this a lot differently than I thought they would have. And again, managing expectations is really what it's all about. And and with Star Wars is something that's so beloved by so many people. It's it's easy to let our expectations get get away from us and and you know run rampant with speculation. Reagan talked about how much he loved speculation. I sort of try to be um, in in the middle <laughs> with my speculation, but uh, but yeah, it, I mean it's it's it, but it's just fun because it's Star Wars and we love talking about Star Wars. And the other element I want to talk about was Ahsoka too. We got into that with Reagan a little bit, so I was excited to talk about Ahsoka and sort of being the ideal Jedi by not being a Jedi, you know, not following the pragmatic. Uh, ideologies of the Jedi, the te- those those dogmatic teachings of the Jedi that we know are flawed, and that we've seen uh, that we have seen bring down the Jedi Order not once but twice with with Luke in uh, in the sequel trilogy. You know his temple fails because he tries to bring back the same exact teachings of, of his former masters, and it doesn't go well. Also, the attempted murder of a student not a good look if you're if you're still recruiting people. Uh, you know you don't want to go to a, a recruit's house and be like, yes, I did attempt to murder a student. Sorry about it. Won't happen again. It's a hard. It's a hard sell. <laughs> that that is a strange reference metaphor. Sorry. <laughs> you have to be in the college sports to really appreciate that one. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, again, this this sort of thing with Ahsoka. That that again, it, it's a lot of it's internet based, and I don't know how you all feel about it. You, again, we can agree to disagree. If you still think that Ahsoka is a Jedi, that by, then that's your right, and that's all good. But I think because of her breaking from the Order and her willingness to kind of forge her own path with the Jedi teachings in mind, but, but more relying on her own moral compass makes her a better Jedi than the Jedi that, that fell in Order 66. Sumi, Sorry, I'm saying it. I, I think Ahsoka is the next level. So, again, she's not one to tell Luke what to do. She says that in the episode. But I, I do feel like her attempting to caution Luke might have might have gone a long ways to to helping Luke understand uh, the the failings of his masters, but that's for another day, and that could be something that's later explored on the Ahsoka show. I mean, we we've seen the willingness to go and 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 have uh, digitized de-aged Luke in these shows for an episode or two, and and so perhaps we can explore that more. And I would really love to see the initial meeting of the two characters of Luke and Ahsoka meeting each other for the first time. And then Ahsoka, you know, telling Luke about his father. Like, that would be just so wonderful to see on a Star Wars show. I would love it so, so much. And, yeah, I think that's it. I think I'm going to wrap it up right there. Those are, those are sort of the things I wanted to underline coming out of the conversation. Uh, but, again, we enjoyed this show. I will be watching The Book of Boba Fett again. Uh, it's it's an enjoyable show. Is it is it is it deep? Is it changing your meaning of Star Wars? Is it is it causing you to re-examine the way you looked at Star Wars. No, it's not doing any of those things. You know, and I've said it before, like, I would love to have, like, a, a Game of Thrones-style show about uh, Mandalore and, and, the, and the different factions on Mandalore and the various clans of the Mandalorians. And, and I, you know, you may get something like that, but because, you know, Disney's on HBO, it's not going to be Game of Thrones. It's not going to be, uh, you know, a lot of uh, backstabbing and blood and guts and, and, and you know, political upheaval and, and turmoil it's going to be kind of all ages friendly and and that's something we have to deal with you know there are there going to be more darker aspects of star wars to explore i think there will be i'm very curious to see how the tone of andor is when we move into that series 
Uh, even the tone of Kenobi, because we are in the period of the Empire, right? Uh, and and uh, one of my favorite elements of Rogue One is sort of feeling the weight of the Imperial boot on the galaxy. Uh, so I hope that Andor has that feel to it. I hope that Kenobi has that tone to it. That 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 you know the galaxy is currently being uh, oppressed, and he's in 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 Andor's case, he's rebelling against it. In Obi Wan's case, he's uh, you know hiding from it, attempting to subvert it by by keeping his eye on a child who may rise up against it one day. And uh, you know it. We'll we'll see. We'll see how dark they're willing to go. That's sort of a question we've had about Disney Star Wars for a little while now. They showed a propensity for some darkness in Rogue One. But Rogue One was a long time ago now at this point, and, and uh, we'll just have to see what Disney's willing to do, especially on a streaming service that I think by its nature is more all-ages friendly than, than going to the cinema because you know, a movie has a rating on it, right? And you can put up a little screener at the beginning of your show, like, hey, this might be a little bit more adult theme, but it's, people are still going to go into it with the perception that it's Star Wars, so it's okay for my kid. And generally, that should be correct because Star Wars should have an all-ages feel to it in, 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 a, in a sense. So again, it's a difficult. Disney has a hard job. They have a lot of masters to please. Lucasfilm in the same in the same vein. A lot of different masters to please, and and um, I think we have to manage our expectations. I guess that's really what I'm trying to trying to highlight here. So enjoy the show for what it is, and if you don't, that's okay because there'll be another show in a few months, and we and maybe that one's more your cup of tea, and and that's the good part about Star Wars, right? There's always going to be something next. There's only be something to look forward to. If this one didn't work for you, there will be something else. And, and, and that's okay. That's the way it works. I mean, Marvel is kind of the same way too, right? You know, they, do, they, they have the straightforward superhero stuff. They have sci-fi stuff. They have space stuff. They have magic stuff. You know, there's, there's lots of different facets to the Marvel Universe. And I think Star Wars will eventually get to that point too where there's facets that maybe connect with you more than other, ways, more than other aspects of it, right? We'll see. We, we will see. Anyways, I just rambling at this point, I could, and I could just keep going forever and ever and ever because it's Star Wars, and I love to talk about it so, so much. Anyways, I hope you all had a good time with this dissection, this uh, after-action report on the book of Boba Fett. I can't wait to watch it again. I'm really excited to watch it again, maybe see some more nuance in, in, in the show that, that, I, that I missed the first couple times around. Uh, maybe now that I'm not worried about writing reviews and doing podcasts about the episodes, I can kind of uh, let it sink into a little bit of a deeper level. We'll see, though. All right? So thanks again to Reagan from Come On Is So Good. Uh, you know all the links. He gave them all out to us, and I'll, I'll be sure to put a link up uh, in, the, in the show notes for their, for their show as well. Uh, uh, those are good guys. They're, they are my good friends. I've known them for so, so long, and they are uh, near and dear to my heart. So if you enjoy uh, you know, talk, guys talking about retro movies, go check out their podcast because they are, they are super, super fun. All right, let's get out of here. Let's get ready. Uh, next week, uh, I think this will be the only show of the week barring any breaking news. Uh, in, in the Star Wars world, in the Star Wars galaxy. Uh, but then Monday we come back and we will kick off season four of Star Wars The Clone Wars, and I cannot wait. It's going to be really, really exciting. All right, let's get out of here. Wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> I'm still not used to doing this yet. I have to thank the official Mandavision Maniacs, which you can become over at patreon.com forward slash Mandavision. You can join the Maniacs and gain access to sweet bonus content. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman Abejo, Jeff Nail, Jeff Cohosing the Ring in Ear, a great podcast. Check them out. They're all about music. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squid Master General Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil Mark Wegemer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company here in San Diego and now Baltimore, Maryland, the Beer Hop Brigadier General Jesus Beer Hops, the Silent Assassin, he who shall not be named, and Syndicate Ram, come on, host, oh, excuse me, he's the co-host of Come On, It's So Good. You might have just heard him. 
Spoilers, his alias is ruined. It's over. <laughs> hey, membership has its privileges, right? That's what they tell me. All right, let's get out of here. I'm excited. We'll talk very, very soon. Uh, uh, so much coming up on, the, on our Star Wars plates this year. It's going to be awesome, and we're here for, with you every step of the way. And remember, this podcast only ends one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. I would like to see the baby.